Welcome to the sanctuary. You're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and dcradio.gov, where we inspire, educate, and empower women of color to unapologetically transform into their most authentic and healthy selves by tapping into the goddess within. Welcome back to The Sanctuary. You're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and dcradio.gov, where we inspire, educate, and empower women of color to unapologetically transform into their most authentic and healthy selves by tapping into the goddess within. I'm Wendy Cherry, your host, and I am so excited about today's guest. Today, we have president and co-founder of African Ancestry, Gina Page. Hey, Gina, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited, too. Oh, absolutely. So, Gina... You and I have known each other probably about five or six years now. Um, Is that all? I think so. (laughs) I think so. It feels like forever because we bonded as soon as we met. So um, in 2007, I... um, how long are you guys? Are 15 years old now, right? Yeah, 2003 we started. So in 2007, I was given a gift of an African ancestry DNA kit, the mitochondrial test. Uh, it was the Matra clan test for the mom. And I had always wanted to know where I was from because I was adopted. And um, I'd wanted to get any information I could because I felt kind of like if you picture an astronaut hanging outside, just floating out into the universe with no information on who they were. And growing up in the town where I grew up, the families were huge and everybody looked just alike. Mm -hmm. And here I am, I don't look like anybody. I had a great childhood, a great family, great parents, great mom specifically, Um, but still I felt kind of like I was floating. So when I heard that there was this technology, it was a gift for my birthday. So took the test, was all hyped. The day that I got the results was very interesting. My adoptive dad's funeral was this day. So I come home from the funeral and this African ancestry paperwork is on my bed from the mailbox. And I'm like, huh? So then I opened it up and it said that you, your DNA connects with the people who are in today's uh, Mafa tribe in Cameroon or something like that. So I was thinking to myself, I'm closing one chapter Mm -hmm. and I'm opening another. Now, honestly, I had no idea what that meant. Mafa people in Cameroon, living in Cameroon today, I didn't know what that meant. So like I said, that was 2007. Um, And I was just like, okay, well, that's it. This is, you know, this is what it is. And um, I tried to do some Googling and Google wasn't really coming up with anything. So fast forward to about the time when we met, I am giving a presentation at 
a um, event with a friend talking to kids about your passion. Now, at that time, I was working in entertainment, and it was cool, but it really wasn't my passion, passion, passion at this point anymore. So I'm standing up at the front of the room with all these kids, and the other panelists are standing in the back, and I said, you guys should live your passion. And I said, and I am starting to live my passion by doing my research on my family. And I said, and I took this African ancestry test and just kind of like out of nowhere, I was like, and I would love to meet the people who who are at African ancestry. I would love to work for them. What, you know, whatever, right? (laughs) And so I finished my little speech. I go back to the back of the room and this lady who was on the panel with me named Ty Brooks, shout out to Ty, was like, uh, Gina's my friend, I'm having lunch with her tomorrow. I'll tell her about you. And I was like, whoa, right? So um, it went from there. We met, we bonded, and actually I'm doing some work for African Ancestry, and next week we're going to, where are we going? Atlanta. We're going to Atlanta. So I put it out there. And it happened. So welcome, Gina. You're living proof. I'm living proof, and we'll talk more about um, the impact that the test can have on a family, but I'd like you to talk about, you know, just what it actually is. So, our well, thank you, first of all, for inviting me, the Goddess Awakening Podcast. The Sanctuary. The Sanctuary. I got to get the terms correct. It's an honor to be uh, one of your guests, Wendy. I've watched you evolve and obviously seen your... you develop your passion, and so it's exciting. Thank you. And you're a great model for, I I, I don't think I knew that story, actually. I don't oh. think, not, as a matter of fact, I know I didn't. I mean, I know that Ty introduced us, uh-huh. but I didn't know what happened before that. Okay. So um, it, that's good to know. So African Ancestry, we started 15 years ago. I co-founded this company with a geneticist, an Mm -hmm. African-American geneticist, Dr. Rick Kittles. And what we do is we use DNA to help black people transform the way we view ourselves and the way we view Africa. And we do that um, with an ancestry test kit. This work that we do is particularly important for black people because as Americans, we are the original victims of identity theft. Mm, Yike. When we were taken from the shores of Western Central Africa and brought to the Caribbean, to Europe, here to the the Americas, uh, we lost everything. We lost our names, our languages. We lost the freedom to honor our ancestors the way that we wanted to, Mm -hmm. and our families were torn apart and then sold apart. And so if you don't know your name, you can't speak your language, can't talk to your God, and you don't know who your brothers and sisters are, you've already answered that question, who are you? Right. And so we know, we knew back in 2003 that we could use DNA to answer the question because we didn't lose that. We lost everything but that. Right. And so we have two tests. One test, the matriclan test that you mentioned earlier, traces one branch of your family tree through your mother. Okay. So it tells you the ancestry of your mother's 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 mother all the way back 500 to 2,000 years. Okay. 
And then what we do is we look for your DNA, a match to your DNA elsewhere in the world. And when we find people who have the same mitochondrial DNA as you, then you have to share a common ancestor. Okay. We also do this work on the father side of the family. So we have a Patroclan test, and that one traces one branch of the family tree, father to father to father to father on back. And so we use the Y chromosome for that, and if we can find a man's Y chromosome somewhere else in the world, a match or mm. matches, mm-hmm. then we found a common genetic ancestor. And gotcha. so these very simple tests that just require, as you know, a swab of the inside of your cheek hold the answer to us for part of our identity. That's amazing. That's amazing. So no blood. Absolutely no blood. No shots or anything. Now, from the time somebody gets a kit and then they swab their cheek, what happens to that swab? So you send the swab back to us in confidential packaging. Everything is barcoded. So when we, when we receive your swabs back, we just send your swabs to a lab. And okay. those, those swabs are barcoded. So the people who handle your genetic information have no idea about who you are personally. Okay. They uh, then do go through a process called sequencing, mm-hmm. where basically they unlock the code, if you will, of either your mitochondrial DNA, if you're tracing your mother's line, or the Y chromosome, if you're tracing your father's line, and they um, isolate the very small part of it that helps us to identify your ancestry. They send our science team that code, mm-hmm. the DNA sequence, mm-hmm. and then our team analyzes your sequence against the largest database in the world of indigenous African lineages. That's the database that we have. Okay. And now how large is that? So our database has over 33,000 African lineages in it. And the closest... Uh, size database to ours is 621. Right. So the other companies out there that are telling people about African ancestry, they use anywhere from 500 to 650 or 621 uh, African samples, whereas we use 33,000. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of get a little in my feelings when I see these new commercials with these other companies who have like you know, people of who have traced back to African descent like they didn't know they were African and their little gay lay on or whatever and they're like, it's I the found most, yeah. my yeah, it's and the I'm most like beautiful hat I've ever worn and it's not a hat. How about that? Right. So <laughs> you know but thanks you know for breaking what? that down. Let me tell you this. Those companies are telling people how much African ancestry they have. You're some percentage African, some percentage this or that. And I get my feelings too, Wendy. You know Mm -hmm. why? Because they have the money to control the narrative Mm -hmm. about what you should think is important about who you are. Right. That it should be important to you how much African ancestry you have. It doesn't matter how much you have. Mm -hmm. That's not the question people want to know. People want to know where in Africa do I come from? It doesn't matter that they tell you, well, you're some percentage from this region and some percentage from that region. What does that mean, really? We're we're from West Africa. History books tell you that. You don't have to pay someone to tell you what you should have already known. Right. And so 
<laughs> just from reading. You don't. I mean, it's in. It's on paper. Right. So um, that gets that gets to me because mm-hmm. what we hear people saying is, I want to know which people I share ancestry with. Right. Where did where did my family traditions come from? What are the values and the beliefs and the practices of people that came before me? Right. Africa's a huge continent right. with thousands of languages and right. thousands of groups and thousands of everything. Right. So we have a different narrative. Okay. And, and the other thing I want to say, Wendy, since we're chatting, mm-hmm. those companies, they don't have any black scientists. Mm-hmm. I, I, I struggle to, to believe that they have many, if any, black people anywhere in their company. Right. So you have people that don't look like you, that don't share your experience telling you what you should want to know about who you are. Right. And so, yeah, enough said about that. (laughs) Okay. Well, at this point, I'd like to share what that meant for me. Okay. So I took the test, 2007. I had no idea what it meant. Then I meet uh, Gina from African Ancestry, and she introduces me to the... um, the ambassador oh my goodness she introduced me to the ambassador from Cameroon to the United States and his family so welcoming so nice they invited my daughter and I to come we were invited to Sunday dinner like five times you know and there came a point when I was at an event with a friend and we were watching the I think it was the book of names that came on BET and the credits were rolling and I was like everybody was so excited and I said I'm going to Cameroon and then my girlfriend Janae hey Janae who was sitting next to me said I'm going to Cameroon too when you going and I was like well I was just putting it out there I was just saying that and she said now this was February um she said well no I'm going in in um, October, you could come. And so I went. And the experience I had was beautiful because the, the the people who invited her, once she told them, it was a business conference for women in Cameroon. But once she told them my story and who I was and that I connected to Cameroon, they were like, she's a lost soul, bring her. So I went and it was beautiful and I got to, uh, put my feet on the ground of the land that my grandmother was my mother's 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 mother was from now mind you again re- remember I'm adopted so this is my biological lineage this is the side of my family that I don't even know but everything about me is them you know so I Remember being so excited. The ambassador knew about it. He made sure we had a level of security over there, and he made sure that we had some things over there where this trip was safe for all of us because this was at the time when the Boko Haram had just taken those little girls. Mm. And so I'm from the Mafa people. The Mafa people are from the extreme north. They are where the Muslim Um, population is and that's where that happened it's connected to Nigeria I think on the west and so um, I couldn't go there and I'll go one day 
But the experience I had from the nine days of being there and everybody knowing that I'm from there, that I'm the lost one who's come back. They were singing songs and all I had, all I had to do really was pay for my flight. They paid for everything else. They paid for hotel, transportation, food, everything, every experience. And we had a really unique experience of going to... Um, what would be Cameroon's Door of No Return um, called Bimbia. And it's a place where that was the last place that the African people, the Cameroonian people were before they went to the ships. And so we got to go to this beach at Limbe. And so I'm on this beach and I'm just like this, if my great, 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 great grandmother did not endure this foolishness, then I wouldn't be standing here. And so I wanted to make some kind of offering. I wanted to let her know that I was grateful. I wanted to do something. And I was just digging in my little pocketbook, you know, you know, when you're like away, you just have your like book bag on, you got random stuff. I had a piece of ginger that was stuck to the bottom of my pocketbook and had a penny. <laughs> so I took the ginger and the penny and I stood on the beach and I threw them in the water and the penny was change. I said, I am changed after this and I will work to help other people change because of this experience. And then the ginger, um, I was like, well, this is bittersweet for me because the fact that she had to endure being kidnapped. I Like when people say the slaves, first of all, I hate that. Yeah, they were kidnapped people. They're sitting in their homes, eating food, chit-chatting with their friends and somebody comes and snatches them and takes them to a place where they don't know the smells, they don't know the language, they don't know the climate, they don't know this food. They're experiencing trauma on a level that we have no clue of, but they survived. So whenever somebody says the slaves, I just stop them right there and I tell them, kidnapped. And I tell them that kind of like a story to give them a visual of what that would feel like and um, but my grandmother's people survive because I'm here. And so I am the one, I believe I'm the one who, at least in my family, who was brought here to break some of the, break some of the um, bondage that we have um, on our minds and in our hearts and in our wombs and everything. And that's my job. So actually um, moving back a little bit before me actually going to Cameroon, the ambassador Ambassador Fayo was so awesome and they gave me a name. I had a naming ceremony at Howard University. They just said, come to this event. We're having a dinner one day. I went and um, you know, they said, come at six. So there I was at 601 and it started at eight, but I was there and they, they had me sit in the front. And so, you know, I'm just there. I'm excited. I wanted to look at the food and look at the people. It was packed in there. And all of a sudden, these dancers came in with these beautiful outfits, little kids and, and big people. They had drums. They had this beautiful regalia. There's a um, very unique uh, outfit that they wear in Cameroon. They all had that on. And all of a sudden, they said, come up to the front. So I'm like, huh? And my girlfriend, Janae, was with me. And I'm like, huh? So I go up and then the women take me to the back and they start to dress me. They gave me an outfit and they dressed me and they dressed my head and they said that this is a, a specific, um, now of course I can't remember now, but they explained what they were doing and why they were doing it and so now I'm overwhelmed. It's beautiful, everybody's so excited for me. Um, 
all these awesome Cameroonians and they call themselves Camericans, the Cameroonian Americans. So they're all there. And then I come out and I'm dressed. And then the ambassador and his wife and his family are sitting at one side of the room and they actually present me to him. And so I just was like so grateful. And then he gave me my name, which is Goizam, which means the beloved one. So I believe I am the beloved one. And I believe that it's my job to kind of do what I'm doing with the goddess awakening and healing. And these um, these experiences have come to me to be able to share with other people. So like this African ancestry and actually going back and experiencing the country. And then on another um, part, my biological dad, remember, he took. So this was just on my maternal side. So that seemed like enough, right? Seemed like you'd be hyped and ready. Well, no, I'm still trying to know everything about me. So my biological dad took the test. He took the the Matriclan test and the Patriclan test. So explain why men and women can so uh, both men and women inherit mitochondrial DNA from the mother. So we can all take a maternal test mm-hmm. and trace our mitochondrial DNA back. Um, only men, men are the only ones who get the Y chromosome. And okay. the Y chromosome is what we use to, to trace paternal ancestry through the father. So if we want to know about our father's 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 line mm-hmm. uh, as women we need a man to okay. take the test our father our brother our uncle someone like that but a man gets to do both tests mm-hmm. whereas women only can do one okay that's the only thing that they can do that we can't do that's right <laughs> so we take this test and we get the results first we did the maternal mm-hmm. and so that came up Sierra Leone the Temne people so that was awesome. And then I have now connected with somebody that I was already connected with, who is Timney. And um, she entered, she invited me to her home. Her dad um, holds like um, status over in Sierra Leone. And they invited me to their home right here in Virginia. And they fed us and they gave me this book about, you know, like um, the history of Sierra Leone and things like that. So I will be going there at some point. That's on the list. Um, And then a really funny one was the next one, the paternal one. So my biological dad took the paternal test and I wanted to do a contest with my family because now at this point, remember, I'm adopted. But at this point, I have reconnected with my biological family. So we're having Thanksgiving and I said, let's do a contest to see who can guess where we're from. So I did a contest within the family and then I did a contest online on my blog because I have a blog called From Jersey to Me and that's where I try to figure out where I am and I write all this stuff down. FromJerseyToMe.com So I did a a contest through there and Gina was so graciously uh, so graciously offered to give a free kit to the winner who could guess where I was from. So we're at Thanksgiving. Gina, I didn't even know. Gina did a little 10 second iPhone video for us and I played it at Thanksgiving. So now I'm holding, now this is my family in front of me that I'm just reconnecting with. I'm holding my computer so they can see and I'm like plus pressing the play on the video. And it says, Wendy, and tell them what you said, Gina. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
your paternal ancestry was like 35% of the black men that take that test and mm-hmm. it didn't come back African mm-hmm. it came back European I don't remember German the Germany okay came back German right came back German so now picture me <laughs> so now I she says it and I'm like like silence all my family's like some of them were like I knew it and other people were like what and so I remember standing there with the computer in my hand and kind of being a little bit numb. And I remember my biological dad, we made eye contact and he said, are you okay? And that's when I snapped back out of it. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, so Germany, right? But give just a little a little bit to the people about what that means. What did Germany do? So I wasn't happy about it. So, you know, Europe colonized Africa. Right. And the British, the German, the French, the Dutch, the Spanish, the Portuguese, all of them came into the continent and came onto the continent and had their way, mm-hmm. um, both by enslaving us, en- enslaving us as labor and enslaving the women as sexual partners. Right. <laughs> so, I mean partners is kind of generous but Mm -hmm. I don't know what else to say or (laughs) to be politically correct and so if you had a German slave trader who fathered a son with an enslaved African woman maybe she was Sierra Leonean Mm -hmm. they have a black son Mm -hmm. who has a black son who has a black son 500 years later there's a black son right whether he looks like Mariah Carey or Wesley Snipes. Right. His Y chromosome goes all the way back to that German man. Right. And so because that happens so with so much frequency in in our in our lives in that period of time, that's why we find a third of the people who take that test get a European result. Right. So needless to say, I wasn't really happy about it. Um, because I knew that history, how they came and basically scrambled Africa up and, and did the brain drain and the resource drain and the spirit drain and everything. So, But over the years, because it's been maybe about three or four years now that I did that, I have come to know that it's a part of me, not necessarily going to Oktoberfest anytime soon, but wanted, but just having to come to terms with that is a part of me and I'm, and I'm learning to love myself. So I have to learn to love all parts of myself and um, just figuring like, you know, going genetically, what does that do? So I have celiac disease. And so my doctor, Dr. Mines was like, that's the German side. So some of these things, it makes sense to know why you have some of these things, whatever for whatever reason Germans have that in a high abundance I have it too so very good information to have especially it's good for everybody so now Black Panther comes out right and so it's a fictional place fictitional place is fictional a word it's a place that doesn't exist fictitious place but um it, it could it ha, it was probably what Africa looked like before this resource brain drain scramble of Africa. It probably was very similar. And so, tell us how that impacted African ancestry as a business. So, um, the movie was released on February seventeenth, and um, on February fourteenth, 
we started getting all these calls, particularly from men. Okay. And both men and women purchase our tests, but women are the consumers, right? right. So most products are purchased by women. Mm-hmm. And um, but it was like 15 men. First of all, we don't get 15 calls in the morning, and then right. for them all to be men was unusual. So okay. I answered one of the calls and I asked the guy, "How did he hear about us?" And he said, "Oh, well, Chadwick Boseman." was talking about you on The Breakfast Club. So oh, okay. And what's The Breakfast Club? The Breakfast Club is a nationally syndicated radio show um, that also has, uh, that is also videotaped and filmed, so it's seen on Revolt Television okay. and online. Okay. And the, the host, one of the hosts of The Breakfast Club is Charlemagne the God. Okay. So there was this conversation about Black Panther and Chad's life and all of this, and uh, in talking about why it was in, his preparation for the role? He said that he took a DNA test. Okay. And Charlemagne was like, "Oh yeah, I did that." And so Chad says, "Well, what did you find?" And Charlemagne says, "I'm 97% West African." Again, going back to that narrative that you know it matters how much African you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chadwick says, "Oh, that's the wrong test." Mm-hmm. And he went on to to do an unsolicited, unexpected, um, three minute commercial explaining the details behind why it's better to know that you share ancestry with the Mafa people in Cameroon or the Hausa people in Nigeria or the uh, Mbundu people in Angola mm-hmm. rather than just knowing where in Af- you know that you're African. And um, our volume exploded. Wow. Yeah. So, um, f- and and we took that clip, made it a Facebook ad, mm-hmm. and kept the momentum going. And so it was Black History Month, first of all, okay, which is right. always a popular month for companies such as mine. And then um, it was th- <coughs> it was the movie. Every, I mean, you what kind of fever was at an all time high? Right. And so we just it was. It was kind of like when you said, um, I'm going to Cameroon. Right. And then the universe made it possible for you to go to Cameroon. That's pretty much what happened. Right. Um, the universe decided that now's the time for black people to be proud of where we come from. Yep. And they and this movie came out. And then there was an, a test, AfricanAncestry.com, that could answer that question mm-hmm. of where am I from? And so, you know, people call us still and ask us, can we tell them <laughs> if they're from Wakanda? And uh, I laugh, but you know what's important to me about Wakanda? And I learned this perspective from our mutual um, friend, Tony Browder. Okay. Uh, and, and that is that Wakanda represents the best of Africa. Yes. And so there really is a Wakanda. You're Wakanda. Yes. I'm Wakanda. Vicky's Wakanda mm-hmm. because we we didn't we came from different lineages across West Africa. Mm-hmm. And as you said, we're the strongest of the strong. Yes. We made it here. We are the descendants of those who made it. Yep. And so we really are Wakanda. And what's exciting about this heightened interest in specifically where in Africa we're from is that we're now truly building bridges right because people are learning about where they're from they're researching it studying it they're traveling just like you did Mm -hmm. they're learning languages they are starting businesses they're lobbying congress on behalf of those countries they're investing 
we are Africa wants us back. Yes. And this test gives you a tangible reason to go and a tangible place to go right to make your difference to make the change that you talked about wendy and i love that part about africa wants us back because we are socialized to to be against them african americans against africans or east africa against west africa and you know i always wanted to go to the continent but i said to myself i'm not going until i step foot in the place where i'm from first and then I'll go study elsewhere. So after only nine months after my Cameroonian trip, then I found myself in Kemet, AKA Egypt. Kemet is the original name, the land of the blacks. And that's where I went to study with Tony Browder on a two week field trip, he calls it. So we did study beforehand and then we did um, field studies going down into the pyramids, into the tombs and everything. And then at night we would come home and then we would do lectures all night. So it was a beautiful uh, way to kind of like close the loop on my genesis, uh, the genesis of at least my maternal side, and then the genesis of mankind and humanity and what that looked like and the royalty and the beauty and the power that we had that was stolen and then hidden and then um, changed and and unapologetically changed. Like they steal all your stuff and then tell you you can't have it back. That's really what's happening. So I also love the fact that very recently, and there will be way more stuff coming out about it soon, but Gina did some testing of the people in, in Nubia or in mm-hmm. East Africa, and, and it shows that there's a connection to West Africa. So there again, there's no need for us to be fighting each other or infighting or anything. We're all the same. We're all one. And once we realize that and once we stop buying into the narratives that other people have put on us and we awaken so goddess, we're born gods and goddesses. That's why I named my company the Goddess Awakening and Healing Sanctuary. We're born gods and we're born goddesses. And once we awaken to that fact, then you can heal everything. Your body, your mind, your spirit, your money. You can heal everything because then you don't need validation from other people. You don't need um, somebody else to tell you you're beautiful you kind of see where you came from. You see that we are the survivors. We are the Wakanda and we don't need anything else. So it's amazing and it's beautiful. And I think that once we get more people to understand it and once more people take the test and connect and once more people go and then they come back with that pride and once we kind of figure out how to mend whatever relationships have, have not been the best, then I think it it won't it won't do anything but good for all of us. It'll be a ripple effect. So then our so like we have a generation of kids who know that the president can be black. Right. My daughter is one of them. She don't know nothing else. Right. So once you get that little baby bird seed planted on you, then you can go from there. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I and I think that we have to be very careful because we've been fed a whole encyclopedia of negative stereotypes about Africa. Mm -hmm. 
if you learn anything about Africa, it's not positive. Nope. Even today, we, we ask kids, what's the first thing that comes to the mind when you hear this word? And when we say Africa, I've heard them say lions and tigers. Mm. I've heard them say kids that look like me that are starving. There's nothing mm. positive. But the flip side of that is what they get about us as bl- black folks in the West is that it's be crazy is, right they get all the media images right. so they don't get anything positive about us so just as we were co- just as we grew up in the colony that's america they grew up colonized and so we have to get past all that mm-hmm. we can't we can't let like you said other people determine our narrative it's ours right and it's within us it's in our dna you talk about our spirit you talk about our mind and it's in our genetics right so african ancestry celebrated 15 years Mm -hmm. right this year this year the whole year girl we're celebrating all year so congratulations (laughs) that is a celebration because (laughs) african ancestry are the people who pioneered the technology everybody else is using a form of it but you all pioneered it so again black people doing great things changing the world so what is coming up for you all with this uh microscope on you all well you know there we we have not scratched the surface so while we have there are at least 750,000 people around the world that know who they are now um through our test that's that's a drop in the, it's not even a drop in the bucket. And so there are still millions and millions of people for us to help transform. And Mm -hmm. so we're looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Um, We are moving to a a more digital platform. So uh, hopefully by the end of the year, you'll be able to go online and get your results and um, go online and check the status of your test. And that's important because that's where technology has taken us. But it's also important to, to remember that we're in the business of being black. And and so our customers are black people. Mm-hmm. And the digital divide is real. Mm-hmm. And um, technology um, te- uh, proficiency is real. Right. And so we, we can't be like everybody else because black people aren't like everybody else. And then the third thing that we're looking at uh, in the longer horizon is now we use DNA to help people with their psychological well-being, to oh, help wow. black people with their psychological well-being in terms of identity and knowing who they are. But DNA can be used for our, our physical well-being. Mm-hmm. And so we really hope to be able to move into that arena uh, soon. Again, though, it's important that we move with the community. So as the community becomes more comfortable Comfortable. with using DNA to better understand their physical well-being, we'll be there to support them. Okay. Now, have you ever come across anybody who didn't want to take the test? (laughs) <laughs> yes, Wendy, I have come across people who don't want to take the and test. And what reason do they give? Well, there are a number of reasons. Uh, you get people who uh, consider themselves pan-African, and they feel like it, they don't want to know one place because they you know, they represent all of Africa. That's one thing we get. Um, one, another thing we get is price. And then another thing is people just aren't ready to deal with the answers you know 
It's, it's just that simple. We've lived this long not knowing anything about Africa. But then, you know, the other thing we get is I'm not African. Mm-hmm. So there are people who don't, who are brown people who will check off African-American when it works for them, but don't believe that they come from Africa. So they're stuck in the stereotypes uh, that make us hate ourselves and hate where we're from. So I want to go back to unpack a little bit of all three of them. We still got some time left. So the first one was they don't take it because what was the first they're one? They're Pan-African. They, okay. they consider themselves to have a Pan-African perspective. Okay. Do you? Okay. Let's do the, the one about the finances, though. Mm-hmm. Because black people are like a $3 billion, trillion dollar industry. I don't really know what the number is, but it's up there. Yeah. One of the largest numbers. Yeah. So we don't want to pay for that specific um, test because it's, in our minds, cost prohibitive. But we have the best cars that depreciate the best um, weaves and nails and um, pocketbooks and shoes. And concert tickets. And concert tickets. And casinos. Yeah. Trips. So that's just really interesting um, to hear that. So Gina, so in the beginning I said, I put out into the universe that I wanted to work for African ancestry in some capacity. So a few months ago, uh, I went to Atlanta Mm -hmm. with Gina to an event we were vendors um for like the black expo or something exhibitors (laughs) yeah and so as people were passing i was you know talking about the test and you know we wanted people to experience it because they walk past with their daishiki on or they walk past with their wakanda shirt so we're like ah i know you want to know and so it was really interesting this um probably early 40 year old male who had the stereotypical hip hop look. He had like the white Chris shirt with the shorts and the white Chris uh, sneakers and a baseball fitted cap and a, ni- and a nice little piece of jewelry around his neck. Um, and he walked past and I was like explaining the test, sharing my, my experience with it and why it's important, especially now during this um you know, this people being excited about the movie Black Panther and really connecting. He said, I don't even want to know. And that really shocked me. You know, you work there, you know, it's your company. You hear it all the time. I've heard you tell stories. Sometimes it can like break your spirit a little bit to see how our people are. They don't want to know who they are. But now I felt like after Wakanda, after Black Panther, I don't know anybody who hadn't seen it, especially this young man. Um, I was shocked. And so I shared that with you. And you were like, Wendy, <laughs> welcome to my world. Yeah, he hurt your feelings. But, you know, it's it's. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I, the, we were disconnected. Mm-hmm. The whole point of slavery was to disconnect us from who we are. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Mm-hmm. And we continue to be disconnected 400 years later and so all we can do is just continue to teach Mm -hmm. and continue to share because one day that young brother is going to want to know who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you may not have wanted to know where you were. Well, you said he was in his 40s. Though. Yeah, I mean, okay. he was he my was, age. I okay. could tell that he... <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it, it's just a process and it takes, you know, there's... I, 
it was maybe 20, yeah, it was 2013. And I did an event, an NAACP event in Jersey. I did a, a talk. And this woman came up to me with an article from June 9th, 2004 in Parade Magazine. Remember Parade? Yeah. I don't even know if it still it was exists. like an insert. In the Sunday paper. Uh-huh. She had kept that article for nine years. Okay. And now she decided to buy the test because right. she heard me speak. Okay. Nine years. Yeah. So there is no, price wasn't the issue because you could save $30 a year. Right. And had a test nine years later. Right. So, you know, I don't, it's, it's a long process. The very reason why we exist is because we disconnection is there. So we just, that's the business of being black, girl. Right. Well, you know, it's not a judgment, just to be clear. Yeah. It's not a judgment. It's just that you are where you are. Yeah. And it's okay to be where you are. It is also okay to consider new information and to be open to new information and new opportunities to connect with who you are because we hate, you know, we, we were conditioned to hate ourselves. Yeah. And we were conditioned to walk past the mirror and not like anything about what the reflection is. And so I can understand it. Um, I was speaking to somebody who's very, very close to me about that story. I told them that story and, and they were like, well, Wendy, I get it. She was just like, you know, my whole life, we were always told that my dad was a bush baby and he referred to himself as a bush baby. And so he didn't have any pride. There was no pride instilled in him about any of where he might be from. So, you know, I don't think I, I don't think I want to know. I don't think I want to uncover that. And that person is super, super close to me. And they've seen me move and they've seen other people and, and they are very, um, about the movement of black people, but I guess just for a, on a personal level, she just wasn't ready or isn't ready. And it has no real interest in it other than just saying, go Wendy, do you, I see you, get a girl, whatever. So that was really um, interesting mm -hmm. for me, but you know, for, for the listeners out there, I want you to just consider, you know, that it could change how you see yourself, how your grandchildren see. So tell us about like how people, so I did the test and presented it to one side of my family at um, Thanksgiving. How are other people sharing the information with their families? I was just uh, two weekends ago, I was at a family reunion in Atlanta. Oh, I've wow. been in Atlanta a lot this year. Okay. And um, so one person had taken the test. They all descended from the same great-grandmother, and the family kind of segmented itself into clans for the reunion. Okay. So um, I said everybody who uh, descends from, is a member of the Grimes clan by blood, please stand. 30 people stand. Mm -hmm. Then I say everybody who's a descendant of the white clan by blood, please stand. Mm -hmm. 25 people stand. Then I say... Um, the, the people who descend from the third clan by blood, please stand. Another 30 people stand. So now we've got 85 people standing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do you all want to know where you're from? Mm. They had no idea I was going to be there. They oh. had no idea who I was when I got there. It was a complete surprise. Okay. And I, so I said, thanks to your cousin, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You all now know that you share ancestry with the Mandinka people living in Senegal today. So from one test, mm -hmm. 90 plus people now know 
where they're from. And they're right. still talking about this two weeks later of course. after the reunion. So it, it's, it's very impactful the way people share it intimately with just one other family member, whether they do it like you did at a family dinner, whether they, we've gone to Ghana Mm-hmm. And we've done reveals in Ghana mm-hmm. with people, whether they do it at a family reunion. Uh, the impact is always the same. Mm-hmm. People can't help but look at themselves differently. Right. They can't help but go on Google and try and find out about the people in the country. Right. It, it, and, it, and it's not just for the test taker. It's for, like you said, future generations. So now the next generation doesn't have to come into the world ashamed. Right. They can know that history about great granddad called himself Bush Baby. He just didn't know that he shared ancestry with the Jola people in Mm Guinea-Bissau. And here's what the Jola are about. And here's the kind of music they make. And, oh, yeah, great granddaddy's brother was a musician. Mm -hmm. You can start to make these a new legacy yeah for your family and make new connections that's awesome so what do um people need to do to get in touch with you so it's very easy to get in touch with us we're online at africanancestry.com we're on facebook Twitter and Instagram as African Ancestry. I do a Facebook Live every Wednesday evening. Uh, I'm saying it on your podcast so that it has to happen because yes. I know <laughs> when I'm with you, things manifest. Uh, and hey. so, yeah, you can and, and you can call our office at 202-723-0900. So now, Black uh, Vision. The vision comes from a Black perp from Black people black owned is it still black operated yes everybody in our office is is a black person okay now let's ask you this where are you from well uh i have to shout out the nation's capital home of the late godfather of go-go chuck brown (laughs) but before that (laughs) um so i actually know many the ancestry of many branches of my family tree okay but my maternal ancestry mother to mother to mother is shared with the uh, fulani people living in nigeria today and my father's 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 line is shared also by people living in nigeria the house people okay okay So, you know, just something to consider when you're coming up. I know uh, family reunion time is almost over, but the holidays are coming Mm -hmm. and uh, Black History Month is coming and you don't even need a holiday or anything there. You don't need anything to figure out who you are. You just need the will and you just need to go ahead and take the action to purchase the test. So, you know, we definitely uh, think that it's, I definitely think that it's an important thing to do. It has made me walk a little taller. I think that, you know, I always had a, probably like everybody else, had a little bit of esteem issues growing up and then not knowing, um, like I said, had an awesome upbringing in my adoptive family, but just not looking like anybody, not having any eyes like anybody or any skin color or anything like the people that I grew up with, it kind of made me feel uh, some kind of way. And so moving forward, I was able to make those connections and share that with my family 
as I was connecting the pieces of reconnecting with my biological family, my biological parents, my biological siblings. And the really interesting thing about DNA and DNA testing is a lot of times it can tell you information that some people might not want to know. So people are using the technology that was pioneered by you all to make connections in their biological families too, and not just going back to their origins, but just going back to family members not too many generations behind. So um, I did African Ancestry 2007, and then still in that quest to make a connection for myself, I bought the another test. And the other test I took five or six years ago and I didn't even think about it. I got the information, it gave me some health information, you know, it was cool. And a lot of the health information was true, what I was experiencing because as an adoptee, you don't have uh, that health information unless you then connect with your biological parents and they sit down and tell you. That wasn't my experience. So I was looking for a way to get this information because now I had a baby and I had, I wanted to really connect for her. It it became more um, prudent that I get this information because now there was another little life who could uh, be affected by anything good or bad, you know, just wanna have the information. So I took that test a few years back and didn't even think about it. Sometimes I get the um, emails, I don't even pay attention, I don't go into the account anymore, but last year in August 2017, I was sitting at my desk at work and I checked my Facebook. You know, there was this message in Facebook and I was just like, I don't know this person, so I didn't click it, because in Facebook, in case you didn't know, little tip, people can see if you read the message or not. So I didn't click it because I didn't want to, to see that, him to see that I opened it up and didn't respond, right? So now earlier that morning, I saw something come in from this company, an email, deleted it like I always do. Driving into work, I said to myself, ancestors, I'm open to whatever today. Whatever I'm ready for today and in this moment, give to me. So I only ask for what I'm ready for in this moment because I had been giving things I wasn't ready for and didn't work out. So that's always my prayer coming in. That was 10 o'clock in the morning. By 12, I see this message. Something just said, Wendy, click the button. So I click the button and this person, this gentleman is in my Facebook messenger and says, please check your DNA account I took the test and you have come up as my sister. And I was like, so now I'm sitting at my desk. Nobody knows, the people around me don't know. I was sitting right here in this office out here. People don't know what's happening. I'm sitting here and then I start sweating. So then I just start scrolling through and he provided more information. The town he was born in was the same town I was born in. And then he said another thing that was crazy, I'm a twin. So now I'm like, oh snap, I might have some more. Two more. Two more, not just one, <laughs> but I might have two more. So so I um, did some breathing, to say the least, uh, called, called some family members, 
And then I reached out and I said, sir, I think you might be correct. I checked that account. I actually went in and checked the account and he was sitting right in that account. The connection, the DNA, whatever they show you, however they show you the connection, it was right there. I said, send me a picture. He sent me a picture and he looked like me. And he sent me a picture of his sister and she looked like my other sister. And I was floored. So needless to say, from August until now, we have reconnected. So I have new siblings. So there's opportunities within these tests to be able to really, really figure out who you are. And African ancestry, in my opinion, is the premier test to take. It is really the only test. They are the creators. They are the pioneers. And they are doing it specifically now with Gina pushing it forward with love to try to like open us up to a whole new experience. Um, which will, in, and, and at this time, don't y'all know we're going through some crazy stuff? This is the time. Like if you're not going to try to figure out who you are now, then I mean really what's going on? You can't walk down the street. You can't, you don't feel safe. You got to tell your children to do things to keep themselves safe. This is the time to get some pride so that when you walk outside, and, and I was saying all that to say, when I walk now, I used to have low self-esteem. I used to feel a certain kind of way. I used to, but not now, Jack. Nope, not now. Now I know where I'm from. I know who I am. I know I was born a goddess. I'm unapologetic about it. I'm grateful for it. And I just want everybody else to feel that same kind of um, excitement, connection, grounding that I have. And that's really the whole reason for the Sanctuary podcast. It's the whole reason for me bringing in unique guests like that to share how there's always ways to connect. And this is one of them, but this is one of the most important ways to go all the way back to the continent, potentially, um, and figure out who you are. So just wanted to share that part of my experience because it has really opened up, you know, it has really opened me up and it has opened up my family. And then people watching, they always want me to connect them to Gina. Gina, you know, I've like sent at least 37 emails. And maybe three of them bought it. Yeah, you're very But probably good. after um, Black Panther, you know, and, you know, as you're growing and as the message is getting out and as social media is... Um, you're able to forward the forward the mission and the vision and the opportunity to other people. Sure, and sure. I'd like to give that opportunity to your listeners. And so um, we've created a, a code, a promotional code that's okay. goddess. Oh, and hey. so uh, any of your listeners that wants to take advantage of the opportunity to understand who they are by knowing where they're from can use that code to get a twenty five dollar discount. On oh our wow! Regularly Thank you, Gina. Test. You're welcome. Thank, Thank you. you for having me, Wendy. So y'all have no excuse. Use the code Goddess and get a discount so that you can then change the trajectory of your family. Um, and tell us really quickly again where we can find you. We're online at AfricanAncestry.com and on Facebook, tw Twitter, and IG as African Ancestry. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Gina. I'm so comfortable here in the sanctuary. I might sneak back. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you are, and you're welcome anytime. You're welcome Thank anytime. You. I look forward to going to uh, Atlanta and Dallas and with you Dallas, yep. to share the information about African ancestry. And wanted to again thank you. Please follow us at 
awakenandheal.com on Instagram and at goddess-awaken.com. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to The Sanctuary. Please follow us at Awaken and Heal on Instagram and on the web at goddess-awaken.com to follow the revolution.